The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of hockey. So much better. It's so much better. (laughs) Yeah. I'm Carolyn. And I'm Marin. And this is Deep in the Heart of Hockey, a podcast about the Dallas Stars, fancy stats, and general hockey shenanigans. It is November 19th, and this is our 60th podcast. I believe we have now hit six. Last time was 59, so yeah, this time is 60. Woo! We are at a full-on 60 podcast. Yeah! Super fun. We are at 60. Good job, us. Way to go. And I'm pretty stoked. I feel like we're... So we're trying out this new scheduling situation because both of our lives have just been ridiculous. And so now we're going to try and podcast on Sundays. Which means you'd get the podcast on Monday for, like, your work week. Woo! Yeah, plenty of time to catch up. Right? (laughs) I mean, give you something potentially amazing to listen to on your otherwise dreary Monday. Yeah. Except we're still talking about the stars, so. (laughs) So, with that, let's just roll right into it. Oh, God. Yeah, let's roll right into it. I mean... Technically, they're out 500, so it could be worse, I guess. Yeah, so um, the Stars, since you last caught up with us, uh, the Stars went on a five-game road trip where they went 0-4-1, and um, and then they came home um, and had an afternoon yesterday against the Oilers, which they did win 6-3. to So overall in the season right now, the Dallas Stars are 10-9-1, and and... Uh, you know, honestly, like, you know how unprepared I... I've been unpacking, like, all morning, so, like, I barely put together the agenda for the podcast. It was a three-game road trip. Oh, it was a three-game road trip. So they went three and one. Whatever. Uh, but I was going to look... Or two and one, sorry. Two and one. It's, if it's three games, they went two and one. Yeah. Yeah. But... But they did win at home the game before, and then they lost at home the game before that. So in the last five games it's been one three one yeah not great other Um, than yesterday but they are currently sitting in a wild card spot because the once incredibly strong central division is just imploding all around us well i mean we say that but then the wild cards spots are both central division teams so in the west like the western conference is just a shit show this year like complete and utter like full-on well i and i understand that but i'm I'm saying like in years past a record of 10 9 and 1 would not have been to this yeah no that would be fucking (laughs) there would have been at least four other central division teams ahead of us yeah five other other central division we would have been right out of it (laughs) and part of it is because we've played 20 games and some of these other people have only played like 19 or 18 games and so like it's so full on like very tenuous wild card position I was about to say like that doesn't make you feel any better about no, no 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 it should not make you feel any better that was not designed to make anyone feel better that was designed to make you feel worse <laughs> like <know>. wow okay <laughs> there we go y'all Carolyn wants you to feel worse <laughs> remember how I said I hate our podcast listeners yeah uh no um I do too it's okay the Dallas Fuck Stars all of them hate our I'm just kidding we love you it's not us it's the Dallas Stars they hate the Dallas Stars hate you actually yeah it is legit what is going on full-on dislike you um oh my gosh you guys 
Okay, so I went to look at the stars, um, the stars website at their to to see what their last five games or whatever are. And you know, at the bottom where it asks you to buy tickets for if it's a home game, uh-huh. if, if it's an away game, the link at the bottom is Fly American. So if you click on it, it takes you to the American Airlines website. I don't know why that amuses me. So, I mean, I know they're in the American Airlines Center, but, like, it just makes me laugh because it's, like, why American? I don't know. I don't even know. But it does not auto-populate with the city that you want to fly to, so that's, that's not possible. helpful. Yeah, like, if they're going to no. really advertise it, like, you really got to make sure that, like, if it's an away game, and it's not like they don't know which game it is, like, you've got to be auto-populating with the city that it goes to. Yep. What? Uh, okay, Dallas Stars. So I wrote about this a little bit on FanRag, the Dallas Stars like downturn, and my, Madeline. That is not my cat. That is my cat. Madeline has decided that anytime I'm on the couch, she needs to be in the lap. Did you get a new couch? I did get a new couch. Like, no oh, man, things are happening in my apartment. Like, oh, wow, you're gonna yeah. So, I just remember your old couch. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that couch is dead. Like, I gave that away when I moved. Like, I can't believe you found somebody that would take that couch. Well, I mean, I gave it away for free, and I was very open about what it was, and they wanted it, so I was like, okay. Right. Like, I mean, you. don't get me wrong. That couch was very comfortable when it was not broken, but once it started getting broken, it was not that comfortable. No. But you could replace the springs in it pretty easy, and then all of the pillows were fine. And it was black, so it never showed any, like, stains or anything. Uh, but anyway, no, so I've got a new couch. It's a sleeper sofa, so I can have people come visit. What? I know. Thinking ahead. Um, it is gray velvet, is what they call it, but it's really just microfiber. Um, oh, gotcha. But yeah, no, it's really actually very comfortable for a sleeper sofa, so I'm pretty happy with it. Nice. Um, and Where did you get it? Uh, Wayfair. <laughs> nice. I buy everything online these days. Who um, doesn't, man? They bring it to your fucking door, like. And, I mean, just shout out to anybody who's moving, Wayfair.com. I have had some excellent customer service from them as well. Like, one of my lights was not the, um, light fixture I bought from them wasn't tooled properly, so, like, it didn't, like, the, the screw didn't fit into the socket. <laughs> And so I was like, hey, I just need to, like, replace this part. And they're like, well, we can't replace the part. So we're just going to send you a whole new light fixture. I was like, okay. Wow. All right. So Wayfair.com, not sponsor the podcast, but uh, I would totally let them sponsor us if they felt like it. Um, Because really great customer service. Anyway, Dallas Stars, not so great customer service in that they hate their customers, which are their fans. Did you get to see... Any other road games? Um, which ones were these? It was Tampa and Florida and Carolina. Uh, no, because this past week I was busy. But I watched like a little bit of the Tampa game, but then I turned it off because I was so disgusted. But yeah, I wasn't really able to watch too much of the others because I, I literally have stuff every single freaking day this week, or did have stuff every single day this week. Yeah, it's it. I didn't get to see any of the road games, but 
I was kind of following along a little bit, like, on Twitter while I was doing other things. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. So, yeah, especially on Thursday, because I had to go over to my little brother's because my nephew went into the hospital for briefly. But, um, yeah, Monday and Tuesday, I didn't have time to watch it all. Yeah, it was... They called Tampa the most embarrassing game of the year so far, and I'm just like... <sighs> I don't know, you lost... Four three to fucking Florida, right? Well, in that a shootout. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty embarrassing. And Florida is like the worst team in the East right now, basically. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, Tampa is the best team in the league currently, and so losing six zero to the best team in the league is probably not as embarrassing, in my opinion, as not being able to take a W over the Florida Panthers. That's that's precisely my point. That is precisely my point. I think they're misidentifying. They're most identifying. They're most most embarrassing game because it is certainly fucking not the game against the lightning i mean they didn't (sighs) play well don't get me wrong but at the same time no no but it's but i mean the lightning are a legitimately good team like i mean if they had lost to the coyotes at any point this season i would probably be like no that was your most embarrassing game but they haven't yet so i'm like "Eh, we're gonna we're gonna hold off we're gonna hold off but yeah, well, if you can't of, lo- if you can't win over the freaking Panthers, like, what are you doing with your life? So you know who did actually end up giving the Coyotes their first loss or first win, regulation win? I can't remember. Montreal. Oh wow, Montreal is so bad. And you know what else happened? So this is I just put this on the the thing, but I'm going to go into it right now. So. I know you and I have both been super busy and not keeping up with hockey news, so I assume other people in the world have also not been keeping up with hockey news. Carrie Price. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. And then they caught, then they've signed Miami. Yeah, so Carrie Price. They signed him off of waivers. Who is, I think in his first year, or starts it next year, I can't remember when exactly it starts, but he's got an $80 million contract. $10 yeah. million, eight years. Is out indefinitely again. With some new injury that they say is not related to the injury that sidelined him for a whole year, a lot like two years ago. Yeah, okay. And... Uh, he doesn't start the ten million dollar contract until next year. Okay, there you go. Well, he doesn't even start his ten million dollar contract until next year. Yeah. And um, so it's actually ten point five. Ah! It's so bad. Yeah, it was so bad when they signed it. Everybody said it was bad when they signed it. But now they're having to, like, deal without him and Alexander Rodulov because who has Alexander Rodulov? We, we do. Uh, Alexander Rodulov. It was so weird. So did you get to catch the game yesterday? I turned it on um, when the stars were up 2-0 in the first. And do you remember what happened? Yes, I do exactly when remember what happened. 2-0 in the first. So then I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so then um, instead of playing it on my big TV, I put it on my little TV and just kind of listened to it happen because, like, my blood pressure. <laughs> when, when Connor McDavid scored on Jamie Alexiak, my blood pressure just went, like, through the roof. I could feel myself getting blurry-eyed. And I was like, <laughs> probably not good for your health right now why don't you why don't you shunt it over to the small tv and just 
play some more of Horizon Zero Dawn. So I decided to do that. Um, well, I bring it up because Alexander Radulov shaved his face. Like, he went clean shaven that oh, cave. And it was know, like. I didn't. I wasn't paying enough thing. attention to see those kinds of details. It was so weird. I honestly had, like, I couldn't figure out who he was for a second. <laughs> oh, that's weird. <laughs> anyway, uh, Montreal. I was talking about Montreal. So, Montreal is at this big carry price situation again. Like, nobody saw that coming. And, like, they're just, like, imploding all over the place. And so, like, I was joking the other day about, like, some, like, people were talking about Jason Spezza being on the trade block. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was traded, but I also don't think he's, like, super seriously being shopped or anything like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, he is going to be a UFA after this, after next year. So it's not like he's got a long time on his contract and whatever, whatever, whatever. And... So, like, when I was joking when I said this, and there, somebody was like, yeah, Jason Spetz is on the trade block. I was like, Spetz for Galchenyuk, who says no, you know? But yeah. honestly, like, I could almost see Montreal doing that. Because if they're getting to the point where people are reporting that, like, ownership is like, we can't win with this core, which came out last night. Like, this is an actual quote from somebody last night. Then they might, like, fucking just, like, tear it down really poorly especially with mark bergevin involved, like involved because he's the one who bergevin bergevin yeah yeah you said it wrong uh, um, weird me we would actually save some money on that deal so well not in the long term but yeah i mean he's only signed for one more year than jason spezza so oh is oh that's right because it was a bridge but yeah. yeah, I mean, not in the long term if he turned out to be any good, which we suspect. Oh, is. sure, yeah. sure, sure. But, um, but the point is I that mean, he'd be majorly upgrading in youth yeah. you know, at the same position because he is a center. I would take that, obviously. I would take that, like, in a minute. In but, yeah. a hot minute. And the other thing I was thinking about is, like, okay, but if <coughs> if Montreal is, like, going to tear down... What if- uh, can they give us Jordy Ben back and take Alexiak off our hands? That was my thought. I would even do it just straight up one for one. Like, I don't fucking care. Just, mm-hmm. We'll retain some of Alexiak's billion dollar salary. We will like, retain half of Alexiak's. I think you can only retain a third, but we will do it. <laughs> we will retain everything we can if you will just fucking take him. <laughs> He's not even making a million dollars. Like... Please just take him. I hate him so much. Huh. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that was, I think that's probably, like, my favorite, like, non-stars storyline going on right now. It's just... Is the Montreal Canadiens being terrible? Yeah, they're just... You know what it is? It's the fact that they're missing uh, Alice Hemsky from their lineup. It's right? not Carey Price at all. It's that... Offensive powerhouse, Alice Hemsky. <laughs> I'm sorry, Hummer. I I do miss you a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. I miss I miss him and Foxa being best buddy roommates. Oh God, I right? Uh, I I miss his wife's Snapchats of the two of them. Yes. <laughs> uh they were fresh. They were fresh. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, I just noticed, by the way, that yesterday the Canadians lost 6 0 to the fucking Leafs. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, God. It was great. There are some excellent, like, screen caps because, you know, it was on Hockey Night in Canada. So there are, like, a bunch of, like, screen caps of uh, Bergevin in the box. 
in the press. Bergevin. Bergevin. It's a soft. It's a soft G, buddy. It's a soft G. Bergevin in the box. In the like, like, and his like expression. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's those some really awesome ones of like other stuff like photoshopped onto his face. <laughs> so good. I was laughing. I was laughing. So that, good. That fucking dude. <laughs> he's, he's the worst. <sighs> yeah. So. Oh man. I mean, the stars maybe they're bad. number two in the Atlantic. Dang. I guess I oh, have to. The Leafs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, t- uh, they're when t- did yeah. the Devils get to number one in the Metro? Honestly, what? like, they've just had a crazy, so, Corey Schneider is having a fantastic year, which never hurts, and, no. uh, all of their shooting, all their goals are going in the net this year. Like, last year they could not score for a shit, this year they score all the time. And no one really knows why, I mean, they're not playing defense anymore, like, they have played terrible defense but they actually are playing really pretty good offense this year. And part of it is they have a little more depth up front now with Hershier and um, this kid who came out of nowhere, like literally came out of nowhere. He's like a seventh round draft pick, um, scored fuck all in the Swedish league. His name is Jesper Bratt. And yes, it's a hard J because that's the weirdest thing. But yeah, like he came out of nowhere and has like been scoring every other game. Like, he didn't even score in the Swedish Junior League. Like, that's how weird this, like, no, he, no one would have seen that coming. Like, right. like, I don't even think the Devils saw that coming. But he had a really good training camp. They put him out there, and he's just been lighting it up. And, of course, Taylor Hall is doing really well. Yay! Kyle Palmieri is doing really well. And, yeah, like, their scoring is just on this year. They're not playing particularly good hockey, so they may or may not stay in a playoff position. But at the very least, they've banked a lot of points, so. I mean, they're number one right now in the Metro. And I mean, I know it's only November, but it's November, and they're number one, and we're number six, so. Yeah, they're basically. Wait, no, we're number five. I can't do, I can't count. Basic math escapes me. (laughs) They're kind of like, let's see, I'm going to pull up the league, because they're not doing poorly, like, as a rule. And honestly, Who? the Devils. Um, oh, yeah. No, they're 11, 5, and 3 right now. No, they're 6th in the league, is what I was going to say. Like, they're, Oh, you're looking at the league. I yeah, see, like, I don't have up. that option on this sheet. I'm just looking at the... Well, I had NHL.com pulled up earlier for something that we were talking about, so I'm flipping tabs. See, I know how to find that really fast on my phone, but because I'm Skyping on my phone, I have to look at it on the computer, and it's... I don't even know where to look. I just literally Googled standing and standing NHL. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. I'm going to flip some tabs. They've been playing a lot of Macklemore. Well, I got one minute in my pocket. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, uh. Look for this is fucking King awesome. <laughs> yeah, so Devil's surprisingly good. Tampa Bay also doing surprisingly good. Number two in the league, St. Louis, just so you know. We're like, here's a quick standings update because I know no one looks at this. Uh, Tampa Bay, number two, St. Louis. Number three, Toronto. Number four, Winnipeg. And number five, Los Angeles. So I don't think that I expected the Jets to go on a tear, which is weird for me. But um, the Jets have won their last four. I know, I know. I did not expect that 
at all. They've actually, apparently they're on a six-game winning streak right now. Or that's their longest streak, maybe. That's, yeah, maybe that, that's they, what I'm looking they at. They haven't, their, their only streak is they've won the last four. But they, they did win, like, six games in a row earlier, because the Stars were two of those. <laughs> nice. Oh, I was looking at the Maple Leafs. The Maple Leafs are yeah. on a, a six-game winning yeah. streak. How did I confuse the Jets and the Maple Leafs? I don't even know. It's We're a- not going to talk about it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so um, how do we give our coach back to the Blues? Uh, this, is, I'm, this is what upsets me the most, is back in June or whenever the fuck that we hired him, and I was like, okay, like, I have no doubt that he will make us better defensively, but I also am really, really worried that he will do everything in his power to make us less creative offensively, and that will actually be worse than where we were. Or won't help us at all. And I'm pretty bam! sure that I completely agree with you back in the day. I know you I did, mean, like, but I'm just like... Yeah, I've I, never I've never been happy about this signing. I, I, I do not think this was a good move for the Stars. We are not this team. Yeah. And I mean, we did win. So here's the thing about the Oilers game is so I took a look at some of the, I did end up watching, like I was painting cabinets for the first two periods, but then I ended up getting to see the third period. And, um, the stars actually did create offense that game. Like it was really good. They, they were getting in deep and getting in tight and stuff like that and getting into the good spots. Um, and the Oilers, as a tradition for the rest for this year, have been a really good XG team, like an expected goals team. And the Stars like handily trounced them in expected goals over this game. Mm-hmm. They completely gave up the outside, the Corsi. So they like they handily lost Corsi and handily won expected goals. And most of the time that doesn't happen. Most of the time you're the same in both, right, or close to. Um, so the Stars were so the Oilers are very very clearly shooting a lot from the outside and then expecting people to grab the rebounds and be able to get in close. And we were able to, the Stars were able to keep them from doing that. But, so I think, I mean, my question really comes is like, is this, do we think that they can actually keep it up? Like, because I will say their other XG defensively was league average, whereas they've always, like for almost every game, they've been super below league average, you know? Um, well, I mean, I feel like we had, not you and I, but I feel like Stars fans in general had this conversation after the game against the Islanders where they where they shut them out and then they went on to lose three games in a row. So, like, I don't, I don't trust that they're on an upswing until I see it happen over more than one fucking game. Yeah. Which we haven't so far. And, like, they won against Edmonton, who's scraping the bottom of the barrel again this year, even though they have McDavid because McDavid is not actually Jesus. Um, they won against the Islanders, who were not bottom of the barrel, but they're not, you know, having their best year either. So, um... They're not the Lightning. <laughs> they're not the Lightning. And, I mean, like, they lost terribly against fucking Carolina. So, like, I, I, don't, I don't trust anything about the Stars this year. They have not shown any consistency in anything except being awful. And they're not even consistently awful. That's the no, they're not. They're not. They're not consistently out. Okay, sorry. They have the only thing they've shown consistency is in disappointing the fuck out of me. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's let's put it that way. They've been consistently disappointing as fuck. Dallas no merit stars. 
Yes. That's precisely correct. <sighs> All right. So, serious question. If you had to guess, typically December 1st is when the cutoff is. Is like, if you're in a playoff spot, you're probably going to stay in a playoff spot. And if you're not in a playoff spot, you're probably not going to be in a playoff spot. Do you think, end of the year, seeing what we've seen so far, Dallas is in the playoffs? Uh, I think the best we can hope for is to get in on the wild card. Um, I mean, like, I know that I know that statistic, but like, we're still a bubble team. Yeah. We're not going to, we're not going to get above bubble right this season um, from where we are right now, unless huge changes are made to the roster, which I just don't, they're so cautious about that right now. I just don't see them doing anything that I don't, I don't foresee them doing something that would actually help, which is getting rid of fucking Jamie Alexiak. Yeah. Um, and you know, trying to, trying to make some changes in the way that they're deploying offensively. Um, not deploying, but like the way that they're playing offense. Mm-hmm. So I, until, until those two things change, I just don't see how we get above where we are right now. And it, there's too many other factors as to whether or not we'll actually stay in our wild card spot. Um, because we're clinging to it with our fingernails right yeah. now. We're not actually like, you know, comfortably in it. So, um, I, I could see us getting within a hair and missing it again. Yeah, I could too. I could. And then I don't, I don't know what they do for next year. I don't know if they actually take those lessons and like, well, let me try. Really, really gets my goat. I'm not writing off this year by saying that, by the way, I'm just like, I'm so frustrated right now. Well, this is my problem is that this is the third year in a row that we have said about the defense situation, and it's the third fucking year in a row. Yeah, third fucking year. Like, like they're just not going to learn this lesson. That's that's where I'm at. Like now is like I I think Jim Nill on balance has been a, an extremely good GM, but this is mm-hmm. his Achilles heel, and this is what's going to get him fired, and this is mm-hmm. what's going to make sure that the cat the the Dallas Stars don't become a cup contender is this one thing that he cannot learn from and mm-hmm. i don't get it i don't get it i don't get it at all like there is no reason that we should have the same problem three years running this is the fifth year of jamie alexiak shitting the bed defensively for the dallas stars well it's really like his third-ish year because like those first two years he played like just a couple games but the those the last three years have been the le- like, after the first year, we were like, no more Jamie Alexiak. And then after the second year, we were like, okay, he's got to be gone, and now he's back again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, <coughs> So, we, he played 16 games the first year, 7 games the second year, 35, 36 the next year, 19 the next year. So, like, I know that it's 19 and 16, and that's only 3 games, but he played almost as many games his first year as he did his, his last year. Yeah, but this is first year. Like, I'm okay with rookies shitting the bed a little bit. Like, your first year, you can shit the bed. It's okay. Okay, 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 sure. But his stats were literally exactly the same. No, no, no. I'm not saying like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Yeah. If he, if he, if this, if he was a rookie this year, I would be a lot less frustrated. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know if I would or not. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this dude, seriously. Maybe not frustrated, but I would be a lot more forgiving. You know what I mean? Like. 
it's like it does take time to learn things i give you that but like the uh-huh. fact that he's still playing and we know he's not a rookie and we know he has had time to learn and process and grow and he hasn't now i'm like no fuck this man like fuck this yeah. he has had his chances yes he has and he's fucked them all up and so like yes he has no do you remember do you remember last season when he got that hat trick and everybody's like, he's our best defenseman? And I was like, no. I do remember that. I No, that's not how that works. I remember that heartily. Yeah. I remember that because I wrote an article about him and I got accused of like targeting hatred. I was just like what? I'm I, yeah, seriously. Um the defending big D commenters, as much as I love quite a few of them there are just a couple of sour apples and yeah this guy was like he's our best defense and i can't believe you would write this and i was like what <laughs> like, sorry i'm so confused <laughs> your do definition you of best and my definition of best are not the same your definition of best has a lot of flaws that you might want to examine <laughs> i'm just saying your definition of best is fucking awful Anyway. Anyway. Stars. I know. Uh, In your multitudes. A sea of mediocrity. Scarce to be counted. Filling the darkness. I can't go that low. (laughs) With order and light. Okay, I'm done. I'm sorry. (laughs) Wouldn't be us without a musical interlude. I mean, I feel like that's a good. I'm way. rather ambitious of me to try to do Javert soliloquy, though. That was probably a poor choice. Wait, this is a good transition into what? Uh, something slightly different. Um, so the other and thing, now for something completely different. And now for something completely different. Uh, the other thing that happened since we last podcasted, and I mean, this has been kind of beaten to death by other pundits, but not by us. Uh, oh, is this the Matthew Shane thing? It is! <laughs> Matthew Shane got traded! Woo! Good I job. I honestly, even when it happened, I could not believe that it had actually happened. <laughs> like, I came back to Twitter and all of a sudden everybody was like, oh my god, he got traded! And I was like, wait, what? Really? For reals? Yeah. I, uh, so... That was the weirdest three-way trade I'd ever seen in my life, though. It was. It was definitely... Uh, you know, I will actually give hats off here. I think the Avs did a really, really good job on this trade, actually. I mean, the Avs did. I'm kind of, I'm confused as to what really the, who, it was with the Predators. So the Predators wanted a second, a second line center. Um, because Nick Medino has been on IR, which I didn't realize actually at the time of the trade, but then it was Benino, Benino, Benino! (laughs) Yeah, basically. Um, um, so he's been on it, IR, and so I it, guess they were looking for more center depth, so they really wanted a center. And so they got Kyle Turris from Ottawa, and then Ottawa got Matt Duchesne. And then both of them had to trade stuff to the Avalanche to make it hit work. I feel like the Predators got shafted. Um, you know, I don't, I get it, but I also don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Kyle Turris is a pretty good player. Um, he's certainly, I think, better than he gets credit for for being up in Ottawa. Um, because no one really thinks about the Ottawa Senators and, like, 
good offense, you know? <laughs> um, but he is actually quite a pretty decent test center, and he's actually, and he's going to be the second line center for the Predators, as opposed to, I think he was the top line center for the Senators. Mm-hmm. So that'll probably help him out a little bit. Like, he can be a little more sheltered. Um, or rather, he can actually even take on some of the more defensive jaw- draws and shelter Ryan Johansson and, you know, have Johansson really tear it up. So either way, that's good for the senator or for the Ow, Predators. Oh, God damn. Ah! Are you okay? I just, I don't even want to talk about what happened, but I hurt my finger and it's horrible. <laughs> I smacked it against my desk. I'm sorry. I was putting my hair in a bun and I just dropped my hand and that was all that happened, literally, but it was the most painful thing that ever happened to me today. <laughs> that ever happened to me today. Well, I didn't want to, like, put it up there along with, like, breaking bones and having teeth extracted, so. Uh, also, that time I had to get a biopsy of my womb, that was probably the most pain I've ever been in. Yeah, that that sounds really painful. Yeah, I'm your cervix to... doesn't like stuff going through it, by the way. That makes me really not want to have a child. Uh, I don't know if anybody has ever told you, but having a child is actually really painful. <laughs> like, uh, no. I mean, just like spoilers. <laughs> it doesn't feel like a walk in the fucking park. <laughs> I've been watching plenty of Call the Midwife. Don't worry. Ah! Oh, that makes me so happy. Where are you? Uh, I'm about to start season four. Oh, God. Um. Okay, yeah, so... Did you watch the Christmas special yet? In between three and four? No, I haven't. I have not seen it. Okay. Okay. Ugh, man. That show is so good. That show is so good. Who's your favorite character so far? Tell me. Chummy. Yay! She's great. I love her. Chummy is my favorite, for sure. Chummy should be your favorite. Chummy is the best. I Um, love Chummy. But yeah, no. I, I mean, I like it. It's definitely a little corny and, like, hokey sometimes, but it's actually... I mean, the characters are so fun and so well-drawn that, like, I don't even care. I like... The thing that I love the most about that show is that it is so, like, feminist, even though it's a show set in the 50s in, like, the poorest section of, like, London. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that it is, like... It, passes the Bechtel test literally every single episode. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. It's a bunch of women supporting women. It's a bunch of women, like, figuring out how to, like, you know, live their best lives and the, with the circumstances they have. Like, man, I just fucking love that show so much. <laughs> like, it's so good. Everything that is even a little hokey about it, I will forgive it because it is A, British, B, set in the 50s, and C, so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> so true. I'm, I'm about that. I am about that. So I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm Good. Uh, there, uh, there are only a few people that I feel like I can really like rec- recommend it to because, like, I know, I know, I know a lot of mothers, but I mean, I feel like it's a hard show to watch if you're a mother, especially if you're a young mother, because, like, oh yeah, you know, like I've, a, I've, a, my sister would like previous to having a kid, my sister would have been all over that show, but like now. I was just describing to her one storyline that you haven't gotten to yet. And she was like sobbing over the phone. And I was like, I'm sorry. I'm going to stop. <laughs> like I didn't mean to. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot. But if you don't have kids, we recommend <laughs> watching it. Yeah. If you don't have kids and you like slightly corny shows about midwives, or even if you don't, and you just want to give it a try, it's on Netflix. It is. It's super cute. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Duchesne. 
Yeah, Duchesne. Uh, I think my favorite part about this trade is that he was pulled off the ice in the middle of the game. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> like, like, that I, is probably my favorite part of that story. Like, I mean, I'm actually, like, a little upset that I wasn't watching, like... Yeah, I wasn't same. watching hockey at the time, because, like, everybody just, like, like cut to Duchesne getting pulled off the ice. I mean, it's one of those... It's probably one of the biggest hockey trades that we're going to see in the next 12 months. Yeah. And, yeah. like, the fact that I was... I think I was at writing group or something... And when it happened, and I was just like, not even present. No, I was painting. I was painting. Cabinets. It was on November fifth. Yeah, I was. I was painting cabinets. What and day of the month? What day of the week is that? That was a Sunday. Oh, I don't know what I was doing. Oh, yeah, and so oh, I was, it was daylight savings. Yeah. Whatever I was doing, it was not watching hockey. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm so upset that like I missed the biggest trade that's gonna happen in the next. Yeah. Basically, twelve months, like. I will say, so, I thought it was a good trade for everybody involved, honestly. Like, I mean, some more than others. I thought the Avs did really, really good. Um, though, in sad news, uh, Kamenev, one of the prospects they got in return from Nashville, uh, has already broken his arm and is out for the season. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wait, out for the season? How badly did he break his arm? Um, pretty badly, but, I mean, it takes, like, a good while to heal. I mean, he might come back, but he was in the, like, it was his first NHL game for the Colorado Avalanche. Like, he got in, uh, it was his first game. He had been playing in the NHL. Bones are a six-week thing. Like, it takes bones six weeks to heal. So... It's six weeks to heal, but it's also, you've got rehab and shit. I guess. So it does depend. I mean, fucking Steven Stamkos came back in, like, a month, because it's at Terminator. Was that a month? I thought it I mean, was longer it was, than that. It, for his broken leg? Oh, uh, oh for his I broken leg, yeah. I don't remember. God. But it was like was, four weeks. Oh, let's not even talk about that. I just, rem- I just like, pictured the video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Stephen Stamkos Legs don't in, bend like, that way! <laughs> came back in like four months, or four weeks, I should say. Something like that. Like, but um, other people have taken longer to come back just because depending well, on how it's broken and where it's broken and how much rehab they Other need. people are... Wh- I'm just kidding. That is not accurate. <laughs> no. Like, don't... Don't... Steven Stamkos is just crazy. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, have you read the things about Steven... Steven Stamkos, like, is like the team doctor. Like, the WebMD guy. The team WebMD guy. Like, he fucking oh, loves... Really? Like, apparently, like, they've done, like interviews with stuff and, uh, with him and he talks about like he loves looking up other people's injuries and like learning about them oh my what a weirdo he's such a weirdo i love him that's uh, funny but yeah so matt Duchesne, um had 10 points in 14 games for colorado like did did his part to get traded definitely showed he was there um and has now played four games for ottawa including two in sweden and has scored zero points and is a minus five. Not that Aww. I think anybody should be looking at plus minus, but like, it's not great. <laughs> Just like, I feel so bad. Well, poor Matthew Shane. He's one of those dudes that I'm like, nah, I legitimately just want good things for you. Yeah. You seem like a decent person, mostly. Yeah. I don't know who you voted for. That could change. Oh, you're a Canadian. It doesn't He's matter. Canadian. He's. I mean, he probably would vote for Trump if he was American. But, you know, we'll see. Gross. 
But yeah, like, I think... Uh... Right now, Ben Scrivens is the only one I truly love anymore. <laughs> also Canadian. he's so vocally, vocally opposed. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh, and Jonathan Taves, I guess, has also been opposed. Taves is so hard for me to, like, come around to, because he is, like, on some things, he's, like, so super liberal, and then on other things, mostly supporting the patriarchy and, you know, hockey culture, he's so Oh, like, the fact that, like, after, like, he had that statement of support for Patrick Kane. Yeah, but not that, not just that, like, there's been other things that I can't even remember what they are now, but, like, it's just been, like, okay, bro, like, chill your shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, think, I, I mean, I, I agree with you on about, climate but... change, but also, it was something well, recently, I and I, I can't remember what it was, but it pinged just really badly for me, and I was like, uh, I don't know. so close, yet so when far. When you remember, tell me. I will. I will. Do we want to go on to reader questions? Uh, oh, no, did we not do the thing. happy things? We haven't done happy things. Okay, so... do you... Let me do my happy thing first, because your happy thing is better. Let me intro it first, real quick. Okay, intro it. So, we have decided to add a segment called Happy Things. Or, it may change, but we're calling it Happy Things right now, because the world is shit. The world is shit. And hockey is kind of shit, too, sometimes. But, these are two things, we each have a thing, that make us happy in the last two weeks. So, I literally forgot to do the happy thing until sitting down for the podcast so my thing happened today (laughs) but my thing is the um uh sue falls stampede um then a us ushl team uh and their goalie scored um a goal in an empty net today and that is not the happy thing. The happy thing is the goalie's reaction to scoring an empty net in the, in an empty net goal today. Because, like, all of his teammates kind of converged on him in the middle of the ice. They did a lot of jumping up and down. He'd pulled, like, a PK Subban celebration with a pumping fist. Then he skated by his bench and high-fived everyone. Then he came back out to center ice and did another fist pump thing. And eventually, like the ref was like, okay, no, you really need to go back to your crease. The game is still going. Like, it was just really, really, really precious. Like, I don't think that poor guy has ever scored a goal before, and he was really, really fucking excited. And uh, that was just a lot of joy to watch in the middle of the day, and it was great. Uh, My happy thing is that, for those of you who don't follow women's hockey, which I hope you do, Caroline Ouellette and uh, Julie Chu had their very first child um, a couple weeks, actually, like, right after our podcast, basically. Yeah, it was literally (laughs) the next day, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. And um, for those of you who aren't familiar with who that is, they both played on um, the Montreal Canadiens, and they also both used to be captains of their respective Olympic teams. So Ouellette was for... Uh, Canada and Julie Chu played for the US and I mean I just love it like I guess so they were really private about their relationship for several several years so I guess there were a lot of people who didn't even know who they were together I did not um, I I wasn't sure if it was like a hey we're best friends look I made a baby with my husband who is not my best friend uh <laughs> but no no that's not actually it uh, they were they they're, they're not together. they're they're gal pals no <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> I mean Hashtag gal pals. 
Hashtag gal pals. <laughs> no. Um, so they, they really, they've been together for several years, but they've been really, really private about their relationship. And back channels say it has a lot to do with Olympic pressure, but uh, it's not ever been like confirmed or anything like that. And they certainly wouldn't want to stir up anything like that. But since they both have retired from Olympic play, they've been a lot more open about it. And um, they both played on, like I said, the Montreal Canadiens. And the Canadiens won their championship last season. And during the time that they were playing for the trophy, Ouellette was pregnant. Yeah! She, their baby was with them on the ice! Yeah, so we've already got a championship-winning baby from the Ouellette Chu fam. And I really just hope that um, Liv, their new baby Liv, becomes best friends with Serena Williams' baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, now I do, too. That is my happy thing because it gives me great, great joy to see like a hockey romance novel come to life. Oh yeah, God yeah, that's just that's beautiful. Or I agree, that is a very happy thing. Okay, yay, happy thing! Yay, on to questions, which may or may not be happy. Okay, reader questions. Uh, Do you want to answer? Ask this first one because I definitely saw this happen. Sure. Uh, Andrew asks, what was Klingberg's internal monologue as he glided toward Lucic after Lucic hit Bishop? Or, and or the thoughts of every other Stars player on the ice seeing that unfold. I'm pretty sure it was something along the lines of like, oh shit, oh shit, 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 (laughs) Oh, I mean, it can't even that much because like, he actually did it, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, I'm not saying you wouldn't have done it, but definitely you're like, oh, shit, I'm gonna have to drop the gloves. Oh, fuck, I'm dropping the gloves. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Who else was on the ice at the time? Um, I don't really remember, but it's usually, it was probably, like, it was probably the Ben or Sagan line if Klingberg was out there. See, if Ben was out there, he should have just let Jamie Ben take care of it, <laughs> Oh, Klingberg doesn't need to fight. No, and it was one of those things where it's like, the first thing that immediately sprung to mind, like, I really, really wanted Ben Bishop in the, like, post-game just to, like, pull a Ryan Miller and just be like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm here to save my Milan Lucic is a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, Ryan Miller. Thank you forever for giving us that quote. <laughs> so, I mean, and it never goes away. Like, it's always true. Like, there's at least one incident per year that yeah. you can pull up the Ryan Miller quote and just be like, this yep. is a piece of shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and what was, well, so what happened, like, the Lucic hit was on the forecheck. So Bishop was trying to play the puck, and he played the puck, and then Lucic hit him anyway. Like, I mean, it was very clearly, like just hitting the goalie to hit the goalie. But Klingberg was the only person back because he was the one trying to, like, receive the puck from Bishop. And so everybody else sure. was up the ice. And so, like, they're definitely... Klingberg definitely glided towards him. It was definitely like a, I'm the closest person, but I don't want to rush into this <laughs> kind I'm going to hold back in hopes that Jamie catches right? up with me. <laughs> like, he definitely was like, oh, shit, I guess I'm going to be the one doing this. <laughs> like, I'm oh, going for it. <laughs> All 180 no. pounds of John Klingberg against Milan Lucic. I mean, 
So yeah. what do we think everybody else on the ice is thinking then? Like, I think they didn't even see it. And then they were like turned around and like, where's the puck? Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> like, <they're, like, laughs> then once he started going, like people swarmed in. But like, it was so... <laughs> It was definitely like a delayed response. It was kind of yeah. hilarious because <laughs> Klingberg is like useless at fighting. <laughs> I mean, like more useless than he should Tyler be. Sagan. That's not what we need him for, right? Like, I mean, didn't Jamie Alexiak get in there? Jamie Alexiak got into a different fight, so there were a different fight. There were fights at the end of the period too. Oh, that's right. That's what I was. I'm thinking of the end of the period fight. Yeah. That was a stupid fight. <laughs> well, so. <laughs> Roussel got, got a 10 minute misconduct for it which was actually yeah. okay because he took Matt Benning off the ice and Matt Benning is a defenseman so then the Oilers were playing with five defensemen and then I didn't mind Jamie Alexiak fighting because he took Pat Maroon off the ice and Pat Maroon isn't like the best player on the team, obviously, but he's certainly an attacking well, weapon. <laughs> the best player on the, on the team. Right, okay, like, Jonathan he's not even the second best player on the team, right? Like, he's not... <laughs> right. But at the same time, he is an attacking weapon. He has definitely scored goals on the Stars before, whereas having Jamie Alexiak off the ice is kind of like, oh, no! No, Jamie <laughs> Thank Alexiak! Thank you, <laughs> Right? So, I, like, we I... We appreciate like, you and your sacrifices. <laughs> I was a little okay with that fighting, just from a strategic perspective. <laughs> Not that I think fighting is okay, but from strategery, I'm okay with strategery it. Strategery says that it's okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I missed a reader question. My bad. Um, but I will go ahead and ask this next one and try and find the other one that we can ask at the same time. So, what are the... Tanner asks, what are the chances that, the, that Houston eventually gets an NHL team? I feel like we've talked about this before um, because it's been floated before. I think Gary, but Gary Bettman's come out and said that he wants it to happen, right? Um, well, what happened this week is that there were Bettman met with the uh, new owner. Have, have the Rockets been sold? But Bettman met with the owner of the Rockets, whether that's a new owner because I know they were trying to sell them or whether that was the old owner. Okay. And because the reason, I mean, the reason that the Wild had to, their their affiliate had to leave is that Houston priced them out mm-hmm. um, on purpose. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it kind of made it seem like Houston didn't want hockey. So, if Houston wants hockey back, like, sure, I, I could see it happening. But Well, it wasn't it Houston, was kinda... it was the owner of the Rockets. Right, sorry. When I said Houston, I meant where they would be playing yeah. in Houston. Yeah, so they were being a dick about it. Um, yeah. And so when the Rockets went up for sale, everybody was like, holy shit, will Houston get hockey again? And honestly, like, yeah, so I think if there is new ownership and the own- new ownership is amenable to it, then there's a really good chance. Because part of it is that to make the divisions align, they want to win team, another team. team in the West. And mm-hmm. so even though Quebec City is, like, always being talked about because they've got this fancy new rink and shit... That would just fuck everything up. I mean, not just in the West, but in the Central, in, like, in particular. Mm-hmm. Because we only have seven teams where the Pacific has eight. Plus, you'd be able to create a fantastic rivalry between Dallas and Houston. Like, there's already a natural rivalry there. Like, the minute Houston gets a fucking team, like, half the Dallas fans are going to say, pieces, you know. Yeah. Yeah, you've automatically got a built-in. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah. I think it, and it's such a big city. It's such a big city. Bigger than Dallas. Yeah, so like I can, I could definitely see Houston doing really mm-hmm. well. Um, yeah, for a hockey market. Um, so I'll go ahead and ask the second one since it's related. Um, so Driving Girl adds on, 
And some nominations for a potential Houston team name. I've heard Bandits and Orbits suggested. I'm sorry. Now I'm just thinking about the Houston Orbits. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. <laughs> like, like, I get they're trying to do something NASA-like. Yeah, I didn't even particularly catch that that was NASA-related. I, I was automatically thinking of the gum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why the fuck would you do the orbits? Yeah, I mean... I feel like, if anything, the Golden Knights have proved that, like, it doesn't matter what we suggest or what we think they should do. They're just going to pick the stupidest fucking name they can think of. So why not the Orbits? Uh, Houston Mosquitoes 2020. Oh, my God! There we go! (laughs) Houston Mosquitoes! Or, like, I mean, it's pretty swampy in Houston. The Houston Swamp Rats. Houston Swamp Things. (laughs) Houston R-U-S's. Actually, that's fucking what it should be. Print they, cut. They would have to... We would have to give them Roussel in the expansion draft. No, we wouldn't. Fuck it. <laughs> you can't have the Houston Rooses without the Houston Rooses. Without Roos uh, and Houston. No. No. Well, I mean, if it's 2020... Actually, in 2020, they can have him. There you go. <laughs> that's fine. We'll, 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 we'll win a cup with him before then. Hopefully. Maybe. No, we not this year, but... Maybe Houston mosquitoes. That, that's my Houston. that's my formal suggestion. As those my motherfuckers are scary. My formal suggestion is the Houston RUSs, <laughs> and I'm leaving it there. It might, their tagline would be "As you wish." Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, if if that happens, I might have to switch allegiances. But Houston is closer anyway. So number one from Jen. Can the stars just not play away games anymore? Question mark. I mean, I'll allow it. I don't think the league will, but I'd be happy enough with that. Me as well. Uh, How great was the U.S. Women's National Team at Four Nations Cup? I have no fucking clue. You know why I have no fucking clue? Because it wasn't available to watch anywhere. Except on, like, cheap-ass, like, creepy streams that you had to, like, find illegally because it wasn't on an actual channel. I love that we're calling them creepy now. Uh, did they win? They did. They won gold. Well, I think then we can safely say they were fucking great. They did win gold over Canada. Ha! Which just means that we're going to lose in the Olympics. Like, I'm not even kidding. I wish I was kidding, but I'm not kidding. We're going to win all of the tournaments up to the Olympics. And then we're going to lose the fucking Olympics. Listen, no one needs your fucking naysaying. <laughs> I know, I'll have you to... keep that negativity to yourself, Carolyn. <laughs> I can't help it. I'm just going to think about babies. and Maybe I'll feel better. I, I'm assuming you mean other people's babies. Well, yeah, I don't have my own baby, obviously. No, okay. No, <laughs> you don't. I was like, how much has changed since you went away? God. <laughs> BT dubs. Uh, I stole a baby. <laughs> His name is Andrew. Okay, so like I that was the weirdest segue, but I just finished this book last night uh called The Light Between Oceans. I don't know if you've heard of this one. 
happened. But it was also a movie with Michael Fassbender, although why the fuck they chose Michael Fassbender for it, I don't understand. But, um... I like how angrily you say Fassbender. Well, Michael I mean... Michael Fassbender. I tend not to like people who beat other upbeat women up, so, you know. I mean, yes, um, but I, I, that's, that's a case. But, like, I can't, you can't go, like... You can't, you can't get the same inflection on Johnny Depp that you can get on Michael Fassbender. Yeah, no, Johnny Depp's a little harder to say. What a fuckhead that dude is, too. Yeah, so it's about this, these people that live on an island with a lighthouse because he works for the lighthouse people in Australia, and they find a baby, and they decide to keep it, even though later they find out the baby's mother is still alive because the baby and her father crash onto the island, and the father had died. Mm. Um, but the baby was still alive. So they kept the baby. Uh, because they were like, oh, the mother, mother messed her down, even though they didn't tell anybody that they found this baby, because the mother, like... Anyway, stolen baby is the point here. Was the book good? Um... Eh, okay, so... I can't say that it was great, but I can say that I do not begrudge the time I spent reading it. It was the first novel by um, a and a woman from Australia, and I thought that her writing was good, but like none of the characters were people that I would have over for dinner. <laughs> so, except for one of them, uh, not any of the main characters though, because you know baby stealing and all. Um, and the ending I feel like was a little too handily wrapped up. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, again, I, I, like I said, don't begrudge the time I spent reading it, which is more than I can say for other books. Yeah, I've had those experiences. <sighs> Man. I'm so, I'm, I'm like, I was so caught up on my, like, Goodreads, like, trying to make it to 40 books by the end of the year when I got out of uh, vacation, and now, like, I haven't done any reading this month, so I'm super, like, behind again. <laughs> Do you want to know where I am right now? You're, like, already done. Oh, I'm, I'm way done with my challenge, um, with my first challenge. But do you want to know where I am in the 100 books this year challenge that I set up for myself? Sure. Because that book, Light Between Oceans, was, I'm just double-checking, hang on a second, number 98. Holy shit. That's so impressive. I'm so impressed right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I will tell you one of the things that has helped me a lot this year is listening to books, audiobooks. Uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of audiobooks this year. In fact, I have listened to 24 of them. So, yeah. Yeah, I need to get back to that. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, obviously. Uh, so I might, when I, when I get done with this one podcast, I might switch to like an audiobook. But a lot of the audiobooks I want aren't, are like all like backlisted at the late, waitlisted at the library. And so then... When they come through, I don't, like, have time to listen to them or whatever. So it's just like, ugh, I haven't even tried recently. Does your library do, like, Hoopla, where you can get um, uh, instant books? Like, in, like listen to them right now? Uh, no. Uh, sorry. No, I, I don't know why you're apologizing to me. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> because, like, my library offers them two ways. One is, like, the, the library has purchased, like, so many licenses to the audiobook. And, like, you can check out, you know, you have to get on a wait list for those. But they also have a deal with, a, with an app called Hoopla where, like, it's kind of unlimited, but you can only check out so many per month. So, like, I think my 
through my local library. My limit is five, but like all of them are listed instantly. There's no wait list. Oh yeah. No, we don't have that at all. Mm. But I actually, I need to get my, I'm so I'm still using my Cedar park library for all of this. Oh, because, are you guys not on the Austinite? Like the Austin library? It's on its own thing. But I just now got like my like dri- Denver driver's license and everything. So now I'm going to head up and get, go up to the Denver library, which is in walking distance of my house. Oh my God. My library is also within walking distance of my house. Yeah, I'm super excited. So I'm going to go walk down to the library and get like signed up there and like get access to all the sweet, sweet you know, Denver I'm- books. I bet Denver has Hoopleb. It's a big enough town. Yeah, probably. I would be really surprised if they didn't, honestly. Probably. Okay, we should probably finish asking reader questions. Okay, what, it's, is it my turn or your turn? What was um, the next one? You, we still have one more question from Jen, which you can ask. Okay. Why does the NHL keep trying to make the Blackhawks happen? Jesus fucking Christ, another outdoor game. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know... Uh, the Blackhawks were just awarded the 2019 Winter Classic against the Boston Bruins. I can't think of a game I want to happen less than I want that one to happen. Yeah. Why do they keep trying to make the Blackhawks happen? Because the Blackhawks keep making them money no matter how bad they get. Is that true? I mean, like, are they still pulling in the same numbers that they have been? Um, I don't remember what they are relative to years prior, but they are mm-hmm. still, like, top five. Well, y'all just need to fucking stop watching the Blackhawks is what needs to happen. And it's, it's because Chicago is such a big town. I am so tired. I don't know if you get this commercial, too, but on Fox Sports Southwest, uh, there's this NHL commercial for, like, a popcorn maker that's shaped like a Stanley Cup that... Patrick Kane is in, and I have not I, gotten this commercial. I saw it during every single TV break yesterday while I was watching. Honestly, I noticed that more than I noticed any fucking thing about the game because every time he came on, I was like ra- raged. But I was in the middle of playing a game, so it wasn't like I was muting it every single time. But I. The commercial I get the most is, because uh, I watch on NHL TV, is Halsey doing, like, a Jeep commercial. And, like... See, I would love getting that one. No. No, no, no. I yes. actually... Yes, yes, yes. No, I used to like Halsey. Don't get me wrong. Like, I love her first album, and I still listen to it a lot. But her new shit is so bad. It's like she went full-on Taylor Swift and was like, I'm gonna go from cool edgy singer songwriter person to like kind of electronic r&b oh see okay let me tell you what just happened there you said halsey and we were talking about hockey so guess who i thought of oh no 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 no! i mean like the singer halsey not not i I, I get that now i get that now but that is not what my brain did first (laughs) i am so annoyed because i love her first albums this is me this carolyn with strong pop music opinions right now i love her first album so much it's so good and so well written and really powerful and then this new one is bullshit it's just bullshit i haven't actually listened to the new one I've only heard her singles, so maybe, like, the other eight songs are fantastic, but I highly doubt that, because usually you lead with your strong foot, you know? Yeah. And, like, 
I don't know, NSYNC had some singles that I was like, why the fuck did you release that as a single instead of this? Yeah, but, like, the first one off her, their album? True. Like, and, I mean, same with Taylor Swift's new shit. I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, this is awful. Like, what is this? I really, really hate the Look What You Made Me Do song a lot. Like, I hate it a lot. You know, and honestly, like, that's the one I hate the least. Oh, really? That doesn't bode well for the rest of the album. No, I just, it's so bad. And it's like, she tries to rap on one of those songs. Oh, God. It's just awful. I'm like, what are you doing, Taylor? And like, you know, and especially if you listen to this podcast, you know that I love me some Taylor Swift, but this is bad. I see. I used to love Taylor Swift, but like, I I don't know how many times I have to see her do shit like the thing that she pulled with Kanye West and like all of the victimhood stuff that she's doing. And the fact that like, I don't expect everybody to come out with an opinion about about Trump. Like, I'm not asking for everybody to have like this well thought out, like, here's all of my opinions. But like, She's being actively referenced by white supremacists. And instead of, like, saying, fuck no, white supremacists, she goes after the person who documented it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm kind of over that. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm over her doing the, I want to be as bland as possible to appeal to as many as possible bullshit. I'm tired of that. Yeah. <clears throat> For sure. So Taylor Swift and I are broken up for good. But pop culture, pop music, my albums, I think everybody should be listening to. Kesha, obviously. Oh my god, I love that album so much. It's so good. Ah, And I just listened to Demi Lovato's album, Hole, for the first time. Also super fun. I haven't listened to that one yet. I got stuck on a... Well, first of all, I I started listening to Christmas music this week, so that happened um also at work i finished watching the second season of stranger things so i started listening to the soundtrack because it is excellent white noise yes <laughs> because it is very upbeat well not upbeat but like creepy so it kind of like keeps you on your toes the whole time and um it's like there's no word so it's not distracting at all so i was like i was alert <laughs> and like on task all day towards the end of the week just because I was like listening to that and like kind of getting like oh god is there somebody watching me let me do as much as possible <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Ugh. but I'll have to listen to the Demi Lovato one but man the Kesha album is uh, every time I listen to it I'm struck by something else I just absolutely love yep. it is so good so good okay I'm gonna okay. keep going uh, yeah I've got I've got somewhere to go so we need to <laughs> let's start rushing through these um, and by rushing, I mean let's let's just let's just go. Let's just get get through these. <laughs> so speaking of holidays, Mark McThanksgiving, Mark me Thanksgiving, Mark McThanksgiving asks, would you care to comment on how Auntie Niemi uses his lit witch powers to keep on having a job in the NHL? Was Jamie Alexiak his apprentice? I mean, so. Jamie Alexiak was not his apprentice, because if Jamie Alexiak was a better witch, then he would not be playing the way he does. I mean, Auntie Emmy um, plays the way he does. Yeah, but, like, I feel like people are a little bit more desperate for goalies this season at the rate that, like, Vegas is going through them. And the fact that, like, I mean, it's not just Carrie Price that's out. Al Montoya is also out. So, like, the Canadians are Canadians are also, like, 
desperate. So, like, I understand a little bit better why Niemi keeps getting pulled off of waivers because he's basically a stopgap. What I don't understand is why Jamie Alexiak still has a job. Like, I think maybe, you know how people are always saying, like, goalies are voodoo? Maybe Auntie Niemi actually does voodoo. Maybe. Um, maybe he's injuring players. Like, voodoo doll. Other goalies. So that he keeps getting into the NHL. Maybe. Maybe. But, I mean, I think that Jamie Alexiak uh, is not necessarily a witch so much as he is probably a troll. Um, And that's why he's so bad at everything except fighting. Um, Have we considered (laughs) Jamie Alexiak actually is the people who comment on Jamie Alexiak posts on DVD? Oh, my God. Uh, Jamie Alexiak and his uh, cousin, probably. Jamie Alexiak, Um, actual troll. Do you remember back uh, when we were still writing for our own blog and I did that, like, Jamie Alexiak is really tall post? Mm Mm-hmm. Because his cousin followed me on Twitter, like, literally right after that. And it's been, like, four years, so I don't know if he's still following me. But, like, I really hope not, because I've been such a dick about Alexiak since then. But I'm like, you're his cousin, you should tell him. (laughs) He's really bad. Don't tell him that. Don't tell him that. But just, you know, nudge him in the way of, like, have you considered being more mentally aware on the ice? (laughs) Have you considered a different career entirely? You could probably be in, like, Trailer Park Boys or something. I don't know. I I bet you could take up swimming. You're really tall. And I, you would have a really good coach. <laughs> Your sister does really well. Runs on the family. So, Dizzy Lou asks, I feel like I asked this before, but it's been a while, so what is scoring and can we buy some, preferably before I rip out all of my hair? Um, can we buy some? I mean, we did score six goals against the Oilers. Which is actually quite a lot. I'm not going to lie. Like, the Oilers have been very, as much as it pains me to admit, they've been actually pretty solid defensively. And we scored five against the Islanders. And Cam Talbot has been on point also recently, too. So scoring six on Cam Talbot specifically is pretty good. Can't, we've already said it, like, the issue is, can they get it carry the fucking puck in instead of just dumping it all the goddamn time? Yeah, it's their, their transition game is just shameful. It's because of the choices that Ken Hitchcock makes. Yeah. So are we going to buy some? Not until Ken Hitchcock reevaluates his life choices. Yes. Preferably sooner rather than later. Also because I just got a new haircut and I don't want to rip that out. Wait, what does it look like? Um, It's still long. It's just got layers and like she cut out all the split endy bits so it actually feels really good now. Can you send me a picture? I can. Take a selfie. I will. Excellent. Uh, I miss you. I miss you, too. Normally, I would have seen your face by now. I know. And your new haircut. And my, well, no, you wouldn't have seen that, because I just did it yesterday. Well, I would be seeing it today, then. (laughs) Okay, so, Jason asks, please tell me how you expect the next game to play out against the Oilers. I like planning. So, the next game against the Oilers is the one that you and I are going to together. Yes! I need to look up. Uh, plane tickets actually yes you do because it's coming up i know i expect it to go i okay first of all i hope it goes a little bit like this one in that there's plenty of meat for me to be salty about but we still win the game 
because you know how much I actually enjoy being salty, but I also like winning. I like winning a little bit more than I like being salty. Yeah. So, um, if, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I hope it goes. But honestly, like, it was actually a really fun game. Like, it was back and forth. And like, one thing about the stars this year that we haven't really commented on, but is very true is like, if they get a lead early, they win the game. If they lose or if they lose the lead early, they lose the game. And like, if that's just like what's been happening, it's like in the first period, you can tell whether or not the stars are going to win or lose this game. And they got a lead early. They got, they lost it. And then they came back and won it. And like, that hasn't happened a lot. Yeah. So that was actually pretty fun. It was, no, it was like, it, it was a fun game. If you were watching very closely and not also playing Horizon Zero Dawn at the same time. Or painting cabinets. Yeah, yeah. So the Frozen Wilds DLC just came out for Horizon Zero Dawn and I started playing it, but I was in the I had just finished a playthrough on normal difficulty level, right? Because I was doing a new game plus where I'd started over at like level fifty. And then I finish the game on normal, and so then the DLC comes out, so then I start playing the DLC, but I'm still on normal, and because it's a new game plus, and the way that Horizon Zero Dawn does it, is that you cannot move the difficulty level on a new game plus. You're stuck at that difficulty level. So I start the Frozen Wilds thinking, I've beat the fucking game on this level, on on normal, I should be fine for the DLC. Well, I wasn't (laughs) fine for the DLC. The DLC is massively harder. Like, ridiculously scaled up to the point that I died so much that I was not having fun anymore. And so I actually had gotten, I I had said like, fuck it to all the side quests. And I was just like, let me just do the main story quest and then I'll start over. Well, I get to this part in the main story quest where I, there was fighting this new machine that was like just kicking my ass. Mary was in the room laughing at me because all I could do in this fight was run around in circles because this thing was chasing me, and any time I stopped to try to take a shot at it, it killed me. So I was literally just running around in circles in this room, and she was just like standing, like standing there laughing, like what the what is, what is your what is your plan here? Like what are you gonna do? You're just running. So like what I did was I stopped, I let it kill me, and then I started the game over. I literally rage quit and started on narrative so that I could like play this thing again but like doing that you can't go straight to that dlc you have to play the game first so my rage quitting is actually going to cost me like 30 hours now whoops i know i was like oh god i make such terrible choices why the fuck did i do that so anyway we we hope that the next oilers game does not go like that uh, I hope the next Oilers game does not make me rage quit. But I do hope that the next Oilers game, because there's going to be, like, a row of six of us. And yeah, it's going to be super fun. Awesome. And I just hope that there's enough reason to get really fucking salty that I yell drunkenly at Connor McDavid. But also, like, I get to cheer because we win. Yeah. We're also planning on doing a lot of Bronx cheering for Jamie Alexiak. It's going to be great. <laughs> I really hope he's not on the roster by then, but I'm not holding out. I mean, I'm not, like, holding my breath, but I'm just finger crossed, you know? I was about to say, like, I I, I hope, but I don't have any, I don't have any, like, belief <laughs> at all. Okay, I'm going to ask this next, next one, even though I asked this last one. Okay. Julia asks, 
How many bags of potato chips could be salted from just the salt produced by Manarin's reaction to the McDavid goal off of Alexiak? The limit does not exist! <laughs> um, so many. So many. More than exist in this world. Because the minute, like, that was, that, like, I turned it on and that was what I saw. Like, it was there. What, I can't remember if that was the first or second goal. But, like, I turned it on. I was like, oh, look, it's, you know, still the first period. We're up 2-0. Awesome. And then that happened. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? I think that was the game time goal, even. Because I was like... Yeah, it was. What? (laughs) I was so livid. And I was just sitting there looking at him like, this is is why. This is why I hate you. This is exactly why I hate you. Every time. Every time. Every game. He makes... He makes the worst decisions. He, he makes the worst decisions. He rage decision. quits on the game. <laughs> yes, he rage quits on the game, except that, like, nobody else does. So he's back <laughs> playing on easy, and everybody else is like, um, this is expert level. Could you please step up? <laughs> and no, he can't, because that's not what he does. And this has been Pop Culture Cast with Carolyn <laughs> <laughs> and Marin. <laughs> And Madeline. Yes, it has. <laughs> and Madeline. My cats are not even remotely like they're they're off sleeping on the couch. They're not they don't give a shit about this. Well, <sighs> this is all we have for you today. So I'm Carolyn. You can find me on Twitter at Classlicity. I'm Marin. You can find me on Twitter at Marinish. Uh, you can find our official Twitter at Depart Hockey, and you can email us with a longer question, comment, or fun fact at DeepartHockey at g- gmail.com. We are on Tumblr at deepparthockey.tumblr.com, and our official blog is deepparthockey.wordpress.com. And if you have a second, feel free to rate or review us on iTunes. We really appreciate it. Thank you. We don't hate you, I promise.